Good afternoon, my friends. It is Michael, a.k.a. Caso, coming to you live from Pennsylvania. It has been an amazing day. In fact, it's been quite an adventurous uh, few weeks since my last podcast, and I have a whole boatload to catch you up on. Uh, so sit back, relax, and let's start our adventure together. So, um... I've been quiet, but primarily it was the holidays. We had uh, Christmas, New Year's, and I've been working pretty hard trying to get a lot of stuff accomplished and done inside that short time period. It's I've started trucking instead of being only out one week at a time. I've switched to two weeks out at a time, and every once in a while, probably three weeks, only because, well, money's tight pretty sure money's tight for everyone. So uh, one of the things that I could do is work more. Now, many of y'all, you uh, work 40 hours, maybe more, 45, 50 hours a week. And if you want to get any more, well, maybe your job's cut overtime or maybe you got to get a part-time job. Trucking, we don't have overtime. In fact, we're exempt from overtime in the U.S. labor laws. It's uh, We do need to get paid the equivalent of a minimum wage, and uh, most trucking companies will ensure, at least on paper, that you've gotten, it looks like you've gotten a minimum of minimum wage. But uh, no, we don't get paid overtime, and we're allowed to work up to 70 hours uh, at a clip uh, during a week or eight days. I think I've explained that in the past. So, um with only working six days and then taking a day off, um, well, it wasn't cutting it. So I'm hoping if I can work uh, two weeks out or 13 days off, or 13 days working and one day off, I can make a little bit more. Fingers crossed, anyway. We're going to see how that goes. And if necessary, I'll do the three weeks out. So that's 20 days working and one day off. And many of y'all are probably thinking, that's insane. Well, you're right, it is, but um, I've, I've got my reason. Sadly, it's uh, I need to do this to be able to make ends meet and get a place to live. And my car's falling apart. Oh, Lord, is it falling apart. I'm going to need a vehicle. So I have quite a few things that I want to accomplish in the year 2020 here, the roaring 20s. So, sadly, I've got to put in the time. I would much prefer to have a life where money wasn't, well, such a driving force, but it currently is. So outside that, had a great time uh, over the holidays. I worked during Christmas, uh, but I was able to see my daughters the weekend before Christmas and the weekend after Christmas. Uh, folks helped out, and I got a, a hotel room for the weekend before, weekend after. And we had tons of fun. We had swimming. We had playing Minecraft. We had presents for my whole family shipped out. And um, my uh, daughters, when I gave them my present to them, uh, they were blown away. I had made them uh, wands, like Harry Potter uh, wizard wands. It's uh, hand-carved, and um, it, it went really well. And I'm going to talk about that in a second because those wands... And my new uh, love affair with uh, wood carving has created today's uh, podcast topic, which is what do you do out on the road for fun? 
It's uh, or hobbies specifically. You could also word it. What do you do when you're bored? Because uh, working 70 hours a week, like you're always working. What do you do? Like, well, you work and you sleep. You find time to eat, you find time to shower, you find time to basically take care of yourself. But outside of that, you know, maybe you got some downtime. Maybe you pull into a customer and they're like, look, we're really behind schedule. It's going to be about four hours until we can unload you. Well, take a nap. That's always a good idea. Uh, get something to eat. Maybe cook, you know, since you got a few hours. But if none of that's really needed, then you have time to pursue a hobby. And I have a few hobbies that I pursue out here on the road, something to just break up the monotony. So I made a list uh, separated out into things you could do while driving and things you can do while parked. Now, when you're at home or, you know, for those of you who have homes and a job where you go to work and then you come home, Hobbies can be, you know, just about anything you want. Oil painting, learning new languages, uh, hiking, uh, geocaching, which is uh, kind of like modern-day treasure hunting, uh, which I've done in the past. It's um, writing letters to friends. There's a whole slew of things that you can do, and a lot of those things you can do in the truck as well. But we are uh, limited because, one, I'm stuck in the truck. I can't really go too far away from the truck. I may have what is considered high-value loads. You know, maybe I got a load of something that someone thinks is important, so I can't necessarily just walk away from it. I have to uh, stay near it. Um, also, it's my bed. I don't have a car. <laughs> so I really am kind of restricted to where I find myself like a truck stop. Now, if I have friends that live nearby, they can come get me and then, well, heck, the sky's the limit. Recently, I was able to see someone and uh, they took me out to see a movie, the latest Star Wars movie. I'm not going to leave any spoilers for you, but uh, man, that was a good movie and a really great time to be able to get out of the truck and go experience something else something that you don't normally get to do. So all in all, it's, uh, that was a great visit, but you don't normally get that. So let me give you my list. I'd love to call it the top 10 things that you can do, but I have much more than 10. <laughs> I have quite a wild list here. Uh, so let's get started, if you were. To do while driving, well, first off, listen to podcasts or make a podcast, which I tend to do. Uh, now, I don't do any typing or any of that uh, on the phone. I just kind of hit the button and I start talking. It's, uh, heck, I may talk for 15 minutes or 30 minutes. Y'all who've been listening, you kind of got an idea of how well my podcasts are. I just talk while driving down the road. It's uh, wherever my mind takes me is what I, well, what is end up on my podcast. But also listening to podcasts, everything from uh, true crimes to uh, the news, politics, weather, art, um, fiction, nonfiction. Uh, heck, there's a podcast out there called My Dad Wrote a Porno. And uh, which I do find funny. It's uh, there are. Qu 
quite a few things out there that you can listen to. So by all means, that's uh, a very popular one for uh, truck drivers. Lots of people like listening to podcasts, or maybe they just want to listen to the radio. It's Sing Along, uh, which is you know, not my personal thing. I tend not to listen to music very much out here, but, you know, sometimes the mood strikes me, and I want to listen to Latin music, because for a time I was trying to learn how to speak Spanish, and love the beat. Uh, sometimes when I'm getting a little tired, feeling a little weary behind the wheel, some music can kind of pick me up and uh, help get that blood pumping. So podcasts are good. Another thing uh, people do, they listen to comedy. Now, I love doing this. It's um, especially if you have uh, satellite radio. Uh, there are dedicated comedy stations, uh, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, it's YouTube music. There's uh, various uh, services out there that you can utilize. But you can listen to full-blown comedy shows. Um, it's the, the whole entire hour and a half, 45 minutes, whatever the length is of comedy show. You can listen to that. And I've done that. It's, I've probably listened to every single one that you could get your hands on. And um, laugh my butt off just for hours. Really good way to make the, an hour or two hours goes by. Or it's uh, four or five, ten hours, depending on how many you want to listen to. Eventually, you might run out of material to listen to, which I did. It's uh, so going to have to uh, wait a while for some new material to come out there for me to be able to listen to. So after uh, music, comedy, and podcasts, one of the things that I've uh, noticed or that I'll do every once in a while are audiobooks. And uh, audiobooks can be a whole world of fun depending on where you get your source from. Um, a lot of people use audible.com. It's an app, it's a website where you can uh, pay a subscription, $10 a month, I think is about the going cost for uh, Audible. And that gets you one or two books that you get to listen to. Um, just somebody else read the book for you and you get to listen to it. That can be uh, pretty enjoyable. There are books there that can last a few hours or a few days. Uh, when I signed up, I had a free trial of audible.com, and uh, they told me I get one free book. So uh, I selected Stephen King, The Stand. This is not a short book. If any of y'all are familiar with The Stand by Stephen King, it is a very, very thick book with a whole lot of stuff going on inside of it. So... Um, if I ever feel like listening to that, I have that available. Also, and I just learned this recently, uh, I have a library card. And there are audiobooks available from my library. And uh, I could just rent them or t take them out on loan, listen to them, and then they disappear. Uh, you don't got to go to the library. It's done digitally through an app, through the App Store, the Google Play Store, or wherever the case may be. I was very surprised that uh, that's kind of how they do it. They also have books that you can read. Uh, can't really do that while driving. This is, you know, this is the focus of while driving this section anyway. Uh, so a lot of uh, interesting things I've learned about that. So audiobooks, lots of fun. Now something that uh, truckers 
they used to do. You don't find it so much now. The CB radio, the Citizen Band radio. Now, I have one. It's, uh, in my opinion, a good one sitting on my dashboard. And uh, every once in a while, you want to reach out and talk with somebody. Now, if you can find anybody to talk to, uh, good luck. But every once in a while, you do. And you could sit and drive for miles and miles and miles just having a conversation with a complete stranger about trucking. It's uh, maybe you see a guy go drive by driving for the same company you do, and you want to talk shop, talk about the company. Or you see somebody for a competitor, and you're like, hey, I'm thinking about applying and driving for that company. Well, call them, you know, get on the CB and talk to them about it. It's, uh, most drivers will love to talk about you coming to their company because they get referral bonuses. I can make anywhere between 5000 and $1,000 for every driver that wants to sign on to my company, and they give my uh, driver number to my company and go, hey, uh, what's your driver number? I give it. They call my company. They apply. They stay three months, and next thing you know, I got $1,000 in my bank account. And my company tells me it's unlimited. I can have as many drivers, as many referral bonuses. There are guys out there that get maybe one a week, and they hardly drive at all. <laughs> but uh, they're busy, and they get it. For the gift of gab they got, they can pull in referrals, and they're making tons of money off this stuff. And God bless them. Uh, I think I've gotten maybe one or two in the past 17 years of driving. So, you know, kudos uh, to me for that at least. Uh, next thing on my list, well, okay, if you don't want to talk on the cell, uh, the CB, talk on your cell phone. I have friends that I can talk with. Now, please, by all means, use a Bluetooth. Don't hold the phone up to your ear. Uh, and I know many of them that'd be like, hey, I'm coming up into a busy environment here, so they want to get off the phone and give, uh, make sure that uh, they're not getting into any trouble or, you know, make sure they have all of their attention. Um, and that's fine. I respect that fully and completely. Some of us, I've been driving for a very long time. I'm comfortable driving while talking on the cell phone. But every once in a while, weather gets bad or something, I'm like, eh, I'm going to get off the line. It's uh, just because I feel safer and more comfortable doing that. Everybody drive your comfort limit and please follow all legal and regulatory laws. Uh, no texting while driving, none of that stuff. It is horribly unsafe. Don't be looking at your screen. I can just say, out, hey, Siri, and um, my iPhone beeps up, and I can say, call this person, and boom, it calls. I don't got to touch my phone at all so uh makes my life a lot easier to be hands-free outside of that practice another language there are cds cassette tapes mp3s apps on your phone that you can listen to and talk with and learn another language now duolingo uh and uh other apps, they kind of require you to look at your screen. They want you to type in, and that's all good. Those are excellent ways to learn another language. And if you're parked, that, by all means, go that route. But you need to find one that you can just listen to and talk with. And uh, you'd be surprised. It's, uh, it's a good way to complement other aspects of your language learning. 
I have friends that are like, oh, I want to go to Puerto Rico, or a friend of mine who's going to London and then France uh, in about six, seven months. It's amazing the um, what they can learn by using these apps and these tools. And again, you're just driving, you know, 500 miles today or 600 miles today. You got nothing else to do than point forward and drive down the interstate. Well, you know, trying to learn another language may be up your uh, up your game right there. Now, last but not least, driving games. And many of you may uh, remember being young, being a kid, and playing these games. For example, um, what my my parents called auto bingo. They'd give you a sheet. And you'd have to find certain things to make bingo. Now, a lot of these games would be better with somebody else in the vehicle with you. Uh, whenever my kids would come out on the road with me, uh, it was a perfect time to uh, do this. Because be like, all right, one of those would be cow. And you'd just be looking for a cow somewhere out there and just keeping your eyes open. All of a sudden, you'd be like, cow. And you've got the little check off on your bingo sheet. And you may see like things like a uh, Hawaii license plate. Well, good luck. You're not going to find that, at least on the mainland. You might. I've seen it once. But uh, for, for some reason, I did. <laughs> but uh, I did. Uh, or maybe a rest area or a pink car or an orange car. Um, two white cars following each other. Who knows? It's... Uh, a lot of different weird things out there that you might be able to find and uh, pass us the time. Uh, another way of doing it, you could decide to do the license plate game. I want to see how many license plates I can get. 50 states. And um, usually you'll see the state that you're driving in the most or nearby states. I tell you, though, right after Christmas break, before Christmas, Thanksgiving, um uh, August, when kids are going to college or coming home, you can see a lot of different state license plates. You might be in Texas, and all of a sudden you see a main license plate, and you're like, well, somebody's either going to college, leaving college, uh, moving. It's um, who knows what, especially around big cities. You'll see a bunch of different stuff. Rental cars will help you out, too. Look at tractor trailers. Uh, now, their license plates look different than a bunch of other states. But uh, if you can get close enough, you know, safely, you can read them and uh, see what state they are. A lot Trucks are all over the place. Uh, and then the alphabet game, which you may be familiar with. It's uh, You've got 26 letters in the English alphabet, and you'd have to find words that start with that letter. And it keeps your mind going, keeps you uh, awake and your brain going. So I'm just driving along looking for the letter A. Got to find it outside my vehicle. Maybe license plates are accepted. Maybe not. It's uh, dependent on, you know, the rules that you want to set up. Uh, maybe you say, yes, license plates are okay. And then a car from Arkansas goes driving by. Well, there's an A. Uh, you need a letter E. Look for an exit ramp. And you go all the way through to the letter Z. Um, I remember doing that as a kid, and I'll do it with my children when they're in the car with me on a long road trip. Keeps everybody, you know, active, thinking about stuff, not being bored. So uh, there are some things you can do while driving, some of it fun, some of it, you know, not as much fun, but it will keep your brain sharp. 
And you can't just sit here staring out a windshield. You're going to get tired. You're going to get bored. You're going to start yawning. Not good things to do, well, while driving a truck. But you want to keep your brain active. So what about when you're not driving, Michael? What else can you do, you know, while not? Well, I got a long list here. And I'm not going to go into too much detail. But what about play an instrument? After a long day, you got guys that, uh, you know, they like playing the guitar. Well, you know, pop it open and start playing. Or maybe if the day's nice, they'll just sit outside their truck, you know, on a seat and just start plucking away. Maybe a banjo, ukulele. And you'll see other truck drivers. They'll just kind of like come up and watch. And, you know, they kind of get happy about that. That's something different that you don't see usually happen out here on the road is somebody playing. It's a harmonica is a very common one. You can always find a harmonica for sale at a truck stop. And I have bought probably two or three in my time, and I never learned how to play them. Uh, it was just kind of neat. Oh, I'm going to learn how to play the harmonica. Two days later, I have no clue what I'm doing. My mouth is too big for these tiny little holes on this thing, and it wouldn't work. Um, then other people, they stick with it, and God bless them, they learn. And um, it's kind of cool. It's a, you'll notice that size is going to be a big issue. A harmonica is small, can fit inside the truck real easily. Um, so power to that. Next thing, photography. It's sunsets, sunrises, beautiful mountain ranges. You uh, stop at a rest area, and there's uh, walking trails behind it, and you can see some wildlife. Uh, maybe you see an old car show happening across the street at a business from a truck stop you're at. Who knows what? A lot of truck drivers love to take pictures. Um, it's uh, I have a dash cam on my uh my GPS inside my truck, and I can just reach up and touch the button on that, and it'll take a snapshot of anything in front of me, and uh, sometimes I'll take those pictures and load them onto my laptop and crop and make it look good and post it to the internet like, hey, here's an amazing sunset that I saw. It's, uh, I don't know, one of the neatest things about being a truck driver, all the sunrises and sunsets that you get to see. Uh, moving onwards, Working out, it's, uh, my job requires me to sit on my butt for anywhere from 8 to 12 hours a day, and then I lie down for anywhere from 6 to 8. Uh, doing the math, it's, uh, I'm, I'm not moving very often. I know guys who maybe get half an hour of moving their body around a day, and that's horrible, and I've been guilty of it too. Uh, they say that uh, one of the reasons truck drivers have heart attacks so often is, well, lack of exercise. It's uh, their cholesterol's high. They get blood clots in their legs and just nasty things happen. My uncle is a truck driver. Yep, died of a heart attack. It's, uh, I don't know how many times I hear stories of a company freaking out because they see one of their drivers, the truck's been sitting for three, four days in a truck stop, and they're trying to figure out why it's been sitting there. They call the cops. The cops go bang on the door. They have to break into it. There's the driver lying in bed, had a heart attack, and uh, nobody knew about it. It's, uh, it's a very lonely life, and nobody's around us to give CPR. 
We're just kind of in the truck alone. So keep uh, keep that thought in your mind. Truck driving is one of the deadliest jobs um, due to accidents and my uh, well, poor lifestyle. Now, I do my best to work out myself, and there's different ways you can go about it. Walking, walking's excellent. Everybody's got two legs. Well, most truck drivers do. If you don't, I'm going to be curious because that's going to be pretty interesting how you climb in and out of a truck. Without it. I've seen some guys, don't get me wrong, handicapped. They, uh, they got a little crane come out, pick up a guy on a wheelchair, and pull it into his truck. So they do exist. But, boy, is it rare to uh, find that. I think I've seen maybe one in my whole entire career, 17 years. But uh, go out for a walk. Just find a nice path somewhere and just go walk for half an hour or an hour. Try to get the heart rate up, It's uh, which helps out a lot. Uh, you see some guys, they like to go out and run. Now, some places where truck stops are located are really not the safest place to go out running or walking, uh, especially if it's dark out. But I go to certain customers, they got big, huge parking lots. I'll put on a safety vest, and I'll just go walk around it, bring my flashlight, especially if the sun's kind of going down. I'll have a security guard come up and go, what are you doing? I'm like, trying to have exercise, live a healthy life. Uh, my truck's parked over there. I deliver in the morning, and honestly, I'm just tired of sitting. I want to move my body. I'm like, well, okay, you know, uh, go, don't. Don't be walking out here. Go closer to your truck. Well, okay. Then I'll just kind of walk in circles near my truck. Not exciting, but we do what we got to do to keep active. Uh, the other things you can do working out, body weight exercises or free weight exercises if uh, you're so inclined. Inside the truck, I can do squats, push-ups, uh, planking. I can stretch, uh, yoga. There's quite a bit that I can do. Inside the truck, I can do lunges. It's tight, but I can. I have a sleeper berth. So I have this space, you know, from the dashboard between the seats all the way to the back of the bunk. Uh, and lying on the bed, I can do sit-ups. You know, there, there's the possibility of doing all these exercises. And, yes, it requires time. It requires you're going to break a sweat. Uh, and, Okay. I'm going to break a sweat. That's why one of the things that you do is um, you make sure you get a shower afterwards uh, or soon to be, or you turn on the air conditioning so you don't sweat so much. But um, I've done it, and I continue to do it, and I love it. The endorphins are an amazing rush, and it definitely helps wake me up or makes me feel sleepy, depending on the time of day. If I work out in the morning, I get tired. If I work out at night, I wake up. You can thank my weird body chemicals and uh, chemistry for that. I don't understand it, but it is true. So uh, you can work out body weight. And with free weights, I have some dumbbells in the truck. You want to watch how much you put in because your company may go, hey, you're adding a lot of unnecessary weight to the vehicle. We want to, you know, you can't have too much weight in there. So I have one 15-pound dumbbell, one 25-pound dumbbell, and uh, – if I get good, I'll remove the 15, and I'll get two 25s. And, hey, if I ever get real good, you know, I'll get bigger than that. I know some guys, they carry full Olympic weights, 200, 300-pound weights. And um, I don't. <laughs> that is not my uh, thing. But God bless them for it that they uh, they do that. 
they enjoy it, that is the life that they uh, put together for themselves. So slipping out of that, moving on, I got a television inside the truck. And there are guys out here who have satellite TV, satellite radio, and satellite uh, cable. So, and some trucking companies supply the satellite. Uh, it's, had, it's bolted onto the back of the truck, and they pay for the service. You just got to bring the television. I got a 28-inch flat screen in the back. Now, I don't have satellite, but I have the wire. It connects to uh, an antenna that's built into the truck, and I get local. You know, uh, I'll get a few channels depending on where I'm uh, parked at. If I'm in the middle of nowhere, I get nothing. I'm in the middle of Baltimore, heck, I might get 30, 40 channels. It's uh, kind of cool. So I can watch the news. I remember uh, Stanley Cup, the, uh, watching the Blues win the Stanley Cup. I was watching it, sitting inside of a uh, garage in Columbus, Ohio, I was just sitting there with looking back from the driver's seat, looking in the back, watching the hockey game. So, uh, you know, that's something people do. Plus, you can hook up uh, your cell phone to it or DVD player, or in my case, I have an Xbox, connect my Xbox to it. And now I can watch games. I can stream uh, stuff onto the TV. It's uh, so I can, it's, you have that available. And moving on to my Xbox, you have video games. Now, I am a big video game player. I enjoy my video games very much. Uh, certain types, I like open world games, Minecraft, Grand Theft Auto, Assassin's Creed, uh, my personal uh, picks. Um, but I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's rare that I get to do this, though, because I work so much. Now that I'm uh, staying out longer, I'm going to have more downtime, which means I can uh, open up uh, the Xbox. i got a special carrying case, pop it out, and uh, play for a few hours. It can be very addicting, though, so i got to watch uh, how late I stay up. <laughs> I want to make sure I get some sleep. Um, so, you know, video games fun. Also, you got games on the cell phone. Lots of people play little games on the cell phone, and I do that. They're good time wasters. If uh, I get bored, which uh, with my ADHD, I get bored pretty easily, I may uh, just sit in a line at the post office and I got, you know, 15 minute line in front of me. I may open that and play some Candy Crush or whatever the game of the time is. Uh, but even sitting at a shipper like, yeah, we're going to have you done in half an hour. I don't want to break out the Xbox. I mean, it takes five minutes to put it together. I may just play some uh, video games. It's uh, on my phone, mobile games. Oh, now how about this for fun? I have seen people do this as a hobby and as a way of being physically active. Bicycle. They have a folding bike or just a mount on the back of their tractor for a bicycle. And they'll just pop that down and go for a ride. And they may be gone for hours just riding around the countryside and God bless them. One, uh, those bikes aren't cheap. Two, the mounts to hold the bikes tend to not be cheap. And three, I work way too much to carry a bike with me and go riding it anywhere. But it's it's very uh, tempting, to say the least, uh, having that uh, mode of transportation. You're not stuck at the truck stop anymore. Say there's a restaurant two miles down the road. Well, you can go walk it. What happens if it's 10 miles down the road? 
Now, walking just became, that's a few hours. And uh, hop the bike. You know, that might be a 15, 20-minute uh, ride or a 30-minute ride, depending on the terrain. Uh, and now I'm going to boggle your mind for a second. A motorcycle. Yes, I have seen trucks that have motorcycles inside of them. Uh, now, behind the driver, there's the sleeper berth, the part where the people sleep. Well, I have seen the, the sleeper berth set up where they put a motorcycle in the back. And they'll park, and the door will open, and a special lift, like a crane, will stick itself out. And there's a motorcycle attached to the dang thing. And it lowers down to the ground. You disconnect the cables, fire it up, pull it off, and, you know, put it all away. Go out for a ride. And then that same truck driver will show up uh, a few hours, maybe two days later, depending on how long he wants to be gone. Just back that truck back, bike back up to it, hook your cables in the ramp, and lift it up and put some inside. Now, you can bet that's a pretty penny. Uh, for a setup like that, but you've been driving for 30, 40 years, and, you know, uh, you have no bills. I mean, you just got money. Uh, they, they say you can't take the money with you, so you might as well spend it on what you love, and if you really love riding a motorcycle, there you go. There's a way for you to do that, and that is uh, a very expensive hobby. It's uh, only in car shows that I've seen stuff like that. But, you know, some people, they, that's, uh, they buy a truck and customize the heck out of it. Now, how about a hobby that you can do that has a practical uh, setup there? Cooking. Now, I cook in the truck. I have a microwave. I have a skillet. I have a crock pot. I know guys who will barbecue. They got a little barbecue thing inside uh, their truck. They bring it out, and they'll... Uh, little propane uh, grill, and they'll cook hot dogs, hamburgers, steaks right out on the grill because that's what they want. They want that taste of um, of the uh, barbecue uh, instead of, well, a microwave, and you can do that. Some Me, I just cook because, well, I need food. You get people, though, that will really outdo themselves and do some real fancy recipes and all sorts of stuff. I mean, I found out you can make a cake inside of a crock pot. God bless them. Uh, I didn't know that. And maybe someday I'll get to that. I don't have a reason to eat cake. I'm trying to lose weight, not gain it. But, um, Lord, it, it's uh, maybe someday I will. That kind of sounds pretty cool. Uh, now, here's something you might be surprised. You think most truck drivers, being men, uh, want manly hobbies. Well, how about knitting or crocheting or needlework? It's, uh, yeah, you get a lot of truck drivers out here who do that. Male and female truck drivers are out here doing that. It's something small that uh, doesn't take up a lot of space. And um, you never know. It's something calming that you can do. Just row after row, uh, stitch after stitch. Uh, you can make little beanie caps or socks or gloves or a scarf. Um, it's, uh, now I tried it. It's not for me. Uh, but I, I have friends who do, and they will make things for people. And at the end of the year, here's Christmas time, and they have made a ton of gifts all year long they've been uh, making in the truck. So God bless them and more power to them. 
that they have that ability. It's uh, kind of fun. Now, here's something else that people will do. They will write a blog, or maybe they'll um, make YouTube channels, or just write short stories, fiction or nonfiction. It's, uh, you get a lot of that, not difficult, laptop, hell, your phone. Some people do voice to text and just talk um, and, uh, or set their phone up so it's facing them and they make a video blog. I had friends who would take their dash cam footage and load that onto a computer and put it on the internet and like a YouTube, kind of sped up so it goes real fast and they would talk about their day of driving. And, Lord, people would watch that, and they'd be amazed at it. And, well, you get people who wish they could be truck drivers. And um, so they watch, and they get amazed. Now, last but not least on my list, and, yes, at 37 minutes, this is quite a long podcast, but it's been a while. I wanted to make up for the time. Wood carving, whittling. It's, I don't know why, but I took it upon myself lately to, well, pick up a uh, knife, and I had one available to me, uh, just a little, not even a pocket knife, I mean it is, but just a knife that I use in the truck for whatever the case may be, um, and I had a wooden dowel, and I just started hacking away at it and just playing with it, The next thing you know, I noticed I was kind of making a Harry Potter wand. Uh, a wand like Harry Potter uh, would have, uh, the wizards. And um, so I kind of had fun with that. And I made another, and I'm like, you know what? I can make these for my daughters for Christmas. And because money's tight, and uh, I wanted to make something that would give them memories, like a really good memory. Here's something that their father made for them and I knew nothing about what I was doing at all um, but I did and I started uh, little bits and it, it was rough I, I cut myself many times it's um, but it's eventually uh, I made them and I uh, got a stain and uh, somebody told me to get something called Mod Podge which uh, I have I've also gotten some uh, good lacquers now uh, but I made three wands, and I gave them to my girls for Christmas, and the tears in their eyes, they're like, you made this? I'm like, yes, I, I can carve those uh, for them, and uh, just out of love, and oh my lord, they were crying like, I'll get out, and it was a good experience and a good feeling for me, but um, I posted pictures of that to the internet, uh, and friends of mine were like, wow, that's amazing. You are so good. Can you make me one? Like, well, sure. It's, um, I think that's kind of something I could do. I, I kind of like the idea of making wands for my friends. So um, I kind of asked, you know, who wanted them. And then I had somebody come along and uh, ask if they could pay me, commission me, to make two wands uh, for a wedding of their uh, their son. And I was like, well, I'd love to. I'd be honored. And then I made one for a friend of mine for uh, her birthday. And then I had somebody come completely out and uh, asked me to make something completely different that uh, I hadn't even expected to, uh, something for their uh, tiki bar, 
uh, in their house. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm just loving this. This is, uh, I love wood carving. So I went out and got a, uh, a knife. And then after slicing my finger down to the bone and having to get stitches and, oh, I'll save you the details of that. It, uh, it was a bad experience. I was bleeding all night long waiting for a clinic to open. But uh, I'm good now. Stitches are out. That was New Year's Eve that uh, happened. Um, it's um, I bought an appropriate knife and safety gloves with uh, steel uh, threads and Kevlar. And um, I got eye goggles, um, prescription eye goggles that I owned. Most of the stuff I owned and sandpaper and a whole bunch of stuff that's going to really help me uh, do this right. I found a way to not only uh, calm myself down and have a hobby, which I love, but also I have a way to make people that I care about happy. Uh, it's um, when you know, somebody wants to buy one off me, that's fine. Uh, and if somebody wants to, um, I don't know, got a birthday, uh, I'll see if I can. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know, might have some fun with it. So wood carving is something that you can do. Now, if only I could find a way to not have little wood shavings all over the floor of my truck. Uh, during the hot summer, I will definitely spend time standing outside or getting a little chair and sitting outside and doing it. But come, with it being winter, yeah, that's uh, a little bit more uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> it's uh, sitting outside. So uh, add that to my list of things to uh, acquire is one of those little fold-up camping chairs. It's, uh, I think that might be a good steal for me. So I have talked long enough. Oh, my Lord, 42 minutes. You all have gotten your uh, proverbial dollars worth of me uh, going um and ah, and hopefully some good uh, podcasting between all those ums and ahs. I would like to thank you so much for listening and for being a uh, faithful listener of mine. Uh, most of you all know me. Many of you all know me in real life off, outside the Internet. It's, uh, and I appreciate that very much. If any of you all would like to ever talk to me, it's, um, I don't know, reach out. Find me on the various social medias wherever you found this link. And uh, I'll reach out. Give me an idea of what you'd like to listen to. And I would be more than glad to help you out with that and to uh, make a podcast about it. That being said, I am driving along southbound to Virginia and then North Carolina watching the sunset. And it is a beautiful drive out. This is Michael, a.k.a. Katso, coming to you live again, currently in Maryland. You have yourself a pleasant evening. Drive safe, and I'll see you next time.